We welcome him this morning as he comes. Appreciate it. Amen. Amen. Am I on? Good. Well, it's a pleasure to be back with you. I just, I do feel very honored to be a part of this family of God. I believe in what you're doing and believe who you are, and I, I even like some of you. So, um, it just... Hallelujah. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, there's nothing like the body of Christ. There's nothing like the family of God. When I was pastoring before God delivered me, I had a uh, guy come in one day and I said, uh, what, what church do you go to? Because he was obviously a visitor and he says, I'm not a member of any church. He said, I'm a member of the body of Christ. And I'm usually slow. I get insulted and it takes me two or three days to figure it out. But um, this time, it's like the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He said, I said, that's like being a mem- like saying I'm a member of the human race. How many know it's not enough to be a member of the human race? You want to be joined to a family. So we need a church family. We need a family of people that love us and are with us. And So anyway, we're gonna, I just want to uh, share a few minutes with you. And, and I, the good news is, uh, personal news is, I wrote this book, Confronting Jezebel, I don't know, a number of years ago anyway. God has used it about control freaks. Chosen Books asked me to do a book on Ahab, so I've written, it's at the printer now, it's uh, almost ready to be, the presses are going to roll, but it's called uh, Discerning and Defeating the Ahab Spirit. I was the poster child for Ahab. Uh, I wore a sign that says, please walk on me and use golf shoes if possible. Uh, But Ahab was married to Queen Jezebel. Uh, Ahabs are a lot more Ahabs than Jezebels. Uh, Ahabs are those who give their power away, never stand up for themselves. Anyway... uh, it's going to be out real soon, and uh, this book will bless you if, you're, if you have a control freak in your life, or if you want one uh, in your life. Uh, this book about You Can Hear the Voice of God has been a classic. God has used it a lot, and this one, Those Who Expect Nothing Are Never Disappointed. Uh, there's a lot of materials back on that table, so check those out. And I want to share with you this morning about going from passivity to passion. I want to read this scripture in 1 Kings, and, and I, I preach very brief because they don't give me much time, but uh, it's, uh, I, I just feel this message so strong in me, but I, I just feel God is calling all of us to a higher level. I like Pastor Darrell, I'm so sick of hearing what the world says, I'm so sick of, I'm so sick of being politically correct, I'm so sick of hearing the twisting of truth. Um, I just want to hear what's coming from the throne. And, and you know, God addressed that. He said, he said uh, in, in Deuteronomy chapter 3, he, or chapter 8, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds. We have this Bible, but we also have the Holy Spirit that's telling us right what's on God's heart. I love that. And in 1 Kings 18, after three and a half years of drought, God has spoken to Elijah, who prayed the drought, and he says, get ready for I'm, getting, I'm going to send rain on the earth. It's interesting here how he says it in 1 Kings 18. And I really feel this, speaking of God sending rain, there's something about it. I picked up on it last night. There's something new God's getting ready to do in this congregation. There's, there's an intensity from heaven. You can feel it. Uh, as an outsider, I know that I know, but it's like, like God's calling you to a higher level, uh, a higher passion. And it's just like more Holy Ghost in charge, I'll tell you. But 
But anyway, 1 Kings 18, it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year saying, go present yourself to Ahab and I will send rain on the earth. All God says is I'm going to send rain on the earth. You chip, uh, ship, shoot over later in the chapter, uh, it says, you know, Elijah obeyed what God said and he, he said, uh, verse 41, Elijah said to Ahab, go up, eat and drink for there is the sound of the abundance of rain. I like prophetic ministry because you, you, you pick up on things before the natural. I think in, in, as Christians, the thing about being a Christian is so awesome. We have access to inside information. We know things that the world doesn't know. God will warn you in dreams. God will tell you things to come. I remember back in, in, uh, in the 19, late 1960s, how the word of the Lord would come in the Kansas City Church and the prophetic word God said the banks are going to fail and the savings and loans are going to fail. That came in a prophetic word, but I'll show you what to do. And God warned people. And the Holy Ghost is your best friend. And he's a nice guy. And he will warn you. And, and he, will, he, he will give you information that the world doesn't have. And, and, and here's Elijah said, I, uh, I, uh, he heard the sound of the abundance of rain. Before there was any rain, when there's a drought and when it's dusty, dry, he's hearing rain. And it says, so Ahab went up to eat and drink. And Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he bowed down on the ground and put his face between his knees. So in other words, God has said it's going to rain, but Elijah was an example for us because he went up there and he prayed. He got an agreement with what God was saying. And I want to say how important it is to, to not act passively about what God is saying. We have a tendency... To just say it boldly, it's not enough to go to church, it's not enough to read your Bible, it's not enough to pray. Something in you has to get engaged, something in you has to start cooperating, something in you has to respond and react. And Elijah, you know, God said he's going to send rain, and you know, Elijah could have said, well, good, go ahead, send it. But he didn't just stay there, he got up and he prayed for rain. He got in such agreement, and then he told his servant as he's praying, he puts his head between his knees, which represents submitting the analytical mind, and then he told his servant, go see what's happening. And God has put a servant in your heart. God has put a servant in your life, and the servant is called faith, and we've got to learn to tell our faith to do something. You've got to tell your faith. that it, Your faith is a servant in your life. It's a servant. It's meant to serve you, and you've got to get bold, and you've got to say, faith, do something. Well, every time you pray, see what's happening. God, what's going on? In other words, don't just passively pray, thinking, well, I'm going to say some things I think God wants to hear, but pray with expectation. Pray with fervor. Pray with passion and anticipate that God's up to something. And of course, God sent, God, God sent uh, rain on the earth, and, and Elijah told his servant to go check over and over again. But I believe there's an aggressive state that we need to be in, and I want you to go over with me, if you will, to, the first, to 1 Timothy and chapter 1. And by the way, I woke up this morning thinking, a friend of mine in, in the middle of Indiana, uh, he and I was at his home several months ago, and he, had to burn, he lives kind of on an acreage, so he wanted to burn a bunch of uh, junk, and we got a big bonfire going. And even though it's illegal, we, we did it. And, uh, uh, but he, we did something interesting. He took, you know, he took one of these two-liter Diet Coke bottles, you know, Coke or Diet Coke, but, but a big, you know, the big old plastic one, and it was empty. And he threw it in the fire. And it, and it just melted, just, just, just in, in almost a second, it just, it just went to nothing. But he took an identical bottle and filled it up with water, threw it in the same fire, and it wouldn't burn. It kind of warped and kind of got, you know, weird looking, but it didn't, it didn't burn. 
And I think about Peter because he said, First Peter, he says, do not be surprised. Do not be so shocked at that fiery ordeal you're going through. And I believe that, wa- that bottle full of water is the Holy Ghost in you. The world goes through trial. They don't have anything to combat it. But God said the Holy Ghost in you, you won't, you won't break down. You might, your shape might get a little weird, but, but you won't break down. But I, I just challenge you to try that. Stick, do that. Build a fire this afternoon or, or do something. But, but, uh, but, but I want to tell you, the Holy Ghost in you is capable. And in and, and 1 Timothy chapter 1 here, he says, and thank God for the Holy Ghost because he's the best friend you could ever have. And uh, he says in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the pr- prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. In other words, Timothy's had promises, God's hands on Timothy, there's been some prophetic words coming to him, but Paul, in a sense, is rebuking him. And I find a lot of prophetic word is really a rebuke. God's saying, you are here, you should be up here. <laughs> you know, to Peter, you're a rock. Well, Peter was a wimp. But, but, he, but, but, but the prophetic word was calling him up to a higher standard. Timothy, you're being weak. Now, I want to ta- remind you, take the word of prophecy you've received and, you, and use them as a weapon of warfare. Sometimes you have to say to the devil, hey, turkey lips, God has spoken to me, and God's going to do such and such in my life, and God has given me this promise. Don't be passive and just say, well, if God wants it to happen, it'll happen. But get in agreement. Cooperate with the Holy Ghost. Whatever He tells you, pray it back to Him. I believe God wants to speak to every one of us on a daily basis, especially those first minutes sometimes as you come out of sleep. If you'll listen, the Holy Spirit's right there, and He'll give you something for the day. There'll be some fresh manna you will hear if you pay attention. And, and, and I think Timothy was, was a little lazy because later on he said, he said Timothy, God did not give you a spirit of, power, of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. He, he, was, he was having to always exhort him as his son in the faith. But it's interesting what he says here. He said, take the word of prophecy you've, re- you've received that you may wage the good warfare. And then he says something interesting. Verse 19, having faith and a good conscience, which some have rejected, concerning the faith, had suffered shipwreck. I don't want my faith to suffer, suffer shipwreck. In other, words, in other words, if we don't get aggressive, sometimes we, we have to just get more aggressive in our Christianity. You understand what I'm saying? It, it's not enough just that, well, you know, God's good and, and I'm going to heaven and thank God. You are, but get aggressive. The Bible never says, coming to Jesus sets you free. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. It's not just a passive view, well, I received Jesus, I prayed a sinner's prayer, and la, la, la. No, I have to get diligent. I have to get aggressive. I have to get in agreement with God. I have to continue in his word and become his disciple. And then as I do, the truth is going to set me free. And the days are changing. There's a shift. There's a shift in this church. I can feel it. And, and, and it's God saying, I'm going to call you to a higher level. I'm not going to tolerate passivity anymore. I was saying yesterday, you know, over the years, I've preached all over the world, but it's, it's, it's consistent in every setting. Sunday mornings are the hardest places to preach as far as to, to see the gift of miracles and the gift of, you know, the real moving of the Holy Spirit. And, and I used to think it was the devil, and I'd get so frustrated. But, but the reason Sunday mornings are more difficult is because, and the Holy Spirit had to show me this, but he said there's too large a percentage of people present who are just there because it's Sunday. 
They're not there with passion. They're not there with hunger. They're just there because they love God enough just to go to church. And God says, I don't like that. I don't want you to be here just because it's Sunday. I want you to be here because you want me. I'm glad you're here. But, 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 but in so many times, there, there is always a certain percentage of people, well, I better go to church, but they're going with no expectation and no passion. And, 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 and God says, I want you to have a heart after me. In a marriage, it's awful to be married to somebody with no passion. They're there, but they're not there. You know what I'm saying? They're there because they're hungry. You know, they're there. Yeah, you know, they're just there. But they're not contributing. They're not, they're not passionate. They're not, they're not putting anything into the marriage. They're just there. I don't want to just be there. I want something going on in me saying, I'm going to contribute to this marriage. I'm going to contribute to this church. I'm going to contribute to the kingdom of God. Glory to God. And so, and so he says to them, fight the good warfare. Don't let your, don't let your faith suffer shipwreck. Next thing he says in Timothy, and it kind of goes right in, chapter 2, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority. And I believe God's calling us to prayer. I believe, I don't like, like Pastor said, I don't care who's, most politicians are liars, and most of them are trying to get reelected and twist truth, but, but I, I, I think we're to pray for our country. I think we need to make a commitment. I'm going to pray harder than I've ever prayed. I'm going to pray with passion because I love this country, and I want the will of God to be manifested in this country. And when people pray, God does things. Glory to God. And then later, 1 Timothy uh, chapter 4, verse uh, 14, Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the leadership. It's not enough to say God's hands on me. It's not enough to say God's Holy Spirit is in me. But we have to say, I'm not going to neglect the Holy Spirit. The... Um, he's there. He's there in our lives. Uh, Hebrews, and let me just throw a couple scriptures out from the book of Hebrews, but Hebrews chapter 2, kind of a warning here. He says, he, he says, verse 2, chapter 1, verse 2, chapter 2, verse 1. I'm trying to hurry, so uh, the speech impediment, it comes out when I talk. Uh, it says, <clears throat> Chapter 2, therefore we must give more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. How many agree with me? I don't want to drift away. Because, you know, you can be saved and, and drift away. The enemy of the church has always been self-satisfaction. That's always, it does, the, the enemy of the church is never, the, the devil's so defeated, it's ridiculous. But the real enemy you have is the tendency to be self-satisfied or to be distracted. We must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? And, and he goes on and on. And then chapter 6, verse 10. For God is not unjust to forget your work and labor of love which you have shown toward his name, in that you have ministered and to the saints and do minister. God loves that when you encourage other people and minister to people. But then he, he warns us in, in verse 11, and we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end that you do not become sluggish. Would you say that word with me? Sluggish. But imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Chap Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but what? 
Now, we stop there many times, but what does it say? But exhorting one another. Because I've heard people say, well, I, you know, I can have church at home, or I can, go out in the, I can go out in nature and just enjoy the presence of God. Church is not about you receiving. Church is about you giving. And he, right there he says, don't forsake the assembly, but exhort other people. Sometimes you just being there it encourages someone else. But it's an opportunity to help others get their tank filled. And then in Hebrews 5, he, I think which is the strongest rebuke in the whole Bible, he says, uh, verse 11, of whom we have much to say and hard to explain since you've become dull of hearing. How many know when God saved you, he gave you good ears? That's why you get around a baby Christian and they're crazy. They're, they're, their brain, they almost should be locked up because they're, so, they're, they're, they're just so willing and they're just so bold. But he says, verse 12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. You've come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern good and evil. In other words, you ought to be seeing progress. In other words, something in your inner man ought to be getting more sensitive. There, 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 there should be something in you that's engaged. Because I think there's a lot of people who love God that are disengaged, especially, especially when things are going good. We all do it. There's something about the way your prayer life suffers when everything's going good. There's something about how we kind of unplug from God. We disengage, but we have to say, I'm going to live more responsibly. I'm going to stay with an, with, with an active, aggressive posture seeking the heart of God. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Hebrews 5.11 in, in the message, I have more to say to you about this, but it is hard to get across to you since you've picked up this bad habit of not listening. By this time you ought to be teachers yourselves, yet I, I find you need someone to sit down with you and go over the basics on God again, starting from square one, baby's milk, when you should have been on solid food long ago. Milk is for beginners inexperienced in God's ways. Solid food is for the mature who have some practice in telling right from wrong. God's calling us to get engaged. Wow. I think we ought to get engaged more in praise. I think praise is meant way more for just a church service. It's meant to be a way of life. There's something about an aggressive praise that keeps the devil off your back. There's something about when God has healed you and a pain comes back that the praise in your heart says, no, 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 no. God has healed me. God has touched me. That part of my body is healed. And God, I thank you for what you've done. If you'll get aggressive in praise, it'll keep the door slammed shut against the enemy. And in Ephesians 6, it says that part of the armor of God is that we have to take the shield of faith and we have to quench the fiery darts of the wicked. I want to tell you, as a Christian, the devil's not happy for you. He's going to throw darts. He's going to throw missiles. He's going to take shots at you. But you have to be, you have to be aggressive enough to pick up that shield of faith and quench the dart. You have to quench. That's you. God's not going to do it. You have to quench the darts. You have to pick the shield of faith up and say, I'm not going to listen to that lie. I challenge that lie. I, 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 I cancel that lie that you're speaking to me. Glory to God. I think our praise should be aggressive. It says in Psalm 119, 164, David says, seven times a day I will praise you. If you get up at six in the morning and go to bed at 10 at night, that's 14 hours. That means every two hours, something in you ought to say, you know, it's time to praise God. I'm going to just say, God, I'm going to, I'm going to get up and praise you. I'm going to thank you for my health. I'm going to thank you for my strength. I'm going to thank you that I live in America, not in some suburb in Baghdad. I thank you, Holy Ghost. There ought to be something aggressive in us. In Zechariah 14, 7, it says, The families of God that will not worship, there will be no rain 
on them. David said in Psalm 34, 3, I will bless the Lord at all times. There's something about that aggressive, not just when we're going to sing a few songs in church, but there's something about having a lifestyle. God, I'm going to thank you. And, and, and the devil is so defeated, and I'm going to keep the door closed. A wonderful miracle happened just several weeks ago. And the pastor called me and said, I just want to encourage you. But that night, it was such an anointing in the service. And the word of the Lord came that there's somebody, there's three people that are going to be healed of diabetes. It was just so clear. It was so real. And so three people came up. We prayed a long time, probably 30 to 40 seconds for each one. And, 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 but he said, he said, the next Sunday, this woman testified she'd been on 17 shots of insulin a day. And she's down to one. It's 17 shots of insulin a day and down to one. But the Holy Ghost was present. I want to tell you, God's willing to do greater things. God is wanting to do greater things. And, and there's an activity, there's a 24-7 activity of the Holy Spirit in our hearts. And He's wanting to manifest Himself. And He's wanting to do greater things. And He's wanting to blow our minds. But so many times we're disengaged, we're unplugged. But Paul said to Timothy, fight the good warfare. Get something going in your inner man. And Peter said, if you're going through a trial, don't worry about it. The Holy Ghost is in you. And it's for your progress. There's progress. Hallelujah, hallelujah. But praising God. Anybody see what I do with my glasses? I don't know. Pardon? I set them somewhere. It doesn't matter. Okay. Hallelujah. Out of all my body parts, I miss my eyes the most. Um, here they are. I think I found them. Yeah, here they are. Okay, but um, glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, man. Hallelujah. God says in Revelation 2, He complimented the church, but He said, I have this against you, that you tolerate that woman Jezebel. Jezebel's a spirit. It comes in a male or female, but many times it can be an attitude. Maybe in a marriage, you're just passive. When there's something to discuss, you leave the room. Maybe in situations in life, you just sweep things under the rug. You're a peace keeper, not a peacemaker. And you never deal with things. That's the spirit of Jezebel. You tolerate that spirit of Jezebel. There's a tendency to become passive that way. And God tells us to stand up and to stand up from truth. You know, I want to throw one more verse out here. I woke up this morning thinking about this. this is Romans chapter 8. But how many agree with me? I don't, is anybody here that agree with me that you have a weakness? That was about four or five hands go up. But you know, God says we have one weakness. I get amazed at this. This is Romans 8. And this is, is verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. What's your weakness? It tells it right there. Is your weakness lust? Is your weakness chewing something? Is, is your weakness anger, losing it? You know what your, will, your only weakness you have is written right there. He says, For we do not know how to pray as we are. That's your weakness. Wow. But you know what it says? It says the Holy Ghost helps us. <laughs> helps us, helps us, helps us. I love 
John 16, because Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, it's to your advantage that I go away. Because if I don't go away, I'm not going to be able to send the Holy Ghost. But if I do go away, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit and he's going to come down on this earth and he's going to help you. And not only help you, he's going to be the best friend you ever had. And he, he not only loves you, he likes you. I see the Lord on my brother. I see the Lord helping you. It's like he's teaching you to walk. And he's teaching you to seize the opportunity. And he's teaching you to make the most of every day. And I, I just feel this. Um, I just keep feeling it all morning. The Holy Ghost is with you. The Holy Spirit is in your life to help you make good decisions, good choices. And He's anointing your eyes to see right opportunities. And He's going to guide you guys. He's going to guide you, guide you, guide you, guide you, guide you, guide you in His everlasting way. And, and I, just, I, I just feel this conviction and this, this, this intensity going on where the Holy Spirit is saying, I'm here to help you. I'm here to take your life on my way. And I just feel the Holy Spirit is going to just so, as you exercise your faith, as you exercise your, your exertion toward God, no matter what it is, God is going to so honor it. And God is going to make a whole lot of things happen in an amazing manner where you, you, you'll be able to say, that was supernatural. Only God could have did that, done that. But he's honoring you. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. 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 And I kept, I don't know this, you guys here, but I felt the Holy Spirit say, and I, this is so simple, but I felt like he's saying things are going to get easier. And so we, I just, it's not real hard to receive a word like that, but I don't, I, you know, one thing I believe about the Holy Spirit, he thinks he's right. And so, uh, so, so we just agree with that word. There's some junk there. There's some things God's saying it's going to get easier. And I agree with God. I agree with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's all we have to do. Now, the thing to do is pray it back. I don't know, Jerry, but I, don't, I feel, and I could be so full of baloney, I've been told that so many times, but I feel like you've been under attack. I don't know if this is in your physical body or what, but I just feel this attack, and it's the enemy. Because I kept seeing like a snake just, just, just messing with you. But we take authority over that old snake. We take authority over that serpent. And we declare, we declare... The freedom that you, and, and, and you know, we have power to tread on serpents and scorpions. So we just step on some snakes right now. And we thank you, Lord, that you're, you're keeping power. You're going to keep Jerry right in the center of your wheel, in the palm of your hand. You're going to keep her in strength and health in every way. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. We praise you, God. There's a woman that's had a, you, I don't believe you have a lump in your breast, but you have a lot of pain, just a pain, like a perpetual pain going on in your breast. But God is, God is telling me, the Holy Spirit in me is telling me that there's nothing wrong with you. That, that you, they're going to find out nothing wrong. There's also a man that has had a, it seems like you, I see like three or four exams with your prostate. I, it must be three or four different, uh, different uh, uh, analysis or whatever they've done. But what I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say, the next time, everything is going to be absolutely normal. Hallelujah. That's what I hear. 
That's what I hear. Glory to God. And before I, you know, another thing about, about this passion, Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, verse 7, he said, I have, what did he say? I have fought a good fight. He said, I have, I, I have uh, kept the faith and I've finished the course. Hallelujah. I like it. Because it's not, I've learned something. It's not how you start, it's how you finish. And there's a lot of people out there that had a good start, but they have kind of a uh, finish. But I'll tell you, and one man said, and I, I, I read this somewhere, but he says, he, he says, life is a gift to you. Your life is a gift. You can spend it any way you want, but you only get one chance. Most people spend their life on themselves. 24 hours a day, they think of themselves. That's why I wrote a book. I was always on my mind. Because so many people, that's all they think. But you know, you can say that I can live that way, or you can say from now on, I'm going to spend my life for the kingdom of God. I'm going to pray for the kingdom of God. I'm going to pray about the needs of the kingdom of God. Go to God and say, God, what's on your mind? What about your children? You'll see God pull his billfold out, and he'll show you all his children. He's got one, a big one of those things. He'll say, would you pray for this one today? Would you pray for that one? Stop praying about you. You're making everybody depressed. Pray about the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I want to pray for uh, those that are dealing with a shortness of breath. I've been hearing this all morning, but just dealing with shortness of breath. If you'll just stand. There may be four or five of you. I don't know, but I know the power of God is, is, is just going to swoop through you. Just, you're dealing with shortness of breath. Just stand up where you are. If you, that's you. We just, we just receive with you. We just receive. I felt four or five. There. Oh, there's one, two, three, four. There's four. We just receive with you. We receive with you. Let you just lift your hands with, Lord, we receive. We receive. We receive. We receive the power of God. We receive. We receive. We receive the healing in the lungs, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I want to pray with somebody. You, you're enduring so much pain in your back. And uh, there, there's one as a man, and it might be the same one, but there's a man who used I hear you saying, I just can't go on much longer. This back pain is so bad. I want to pray for you, but there's also somebody. It might be the same person. You also are struggling so much in your back, but your name starts with K. I'm not sure if that's your first name or your, your last name. But your name starts with K. But you are dealing with so much pain in your back. Where, where are you at? Is that you? Is that just on a daily? Wow, th this is your day. Praise God. I'm glad you came today. What about you? Pain the same way. And where's the man? There's a man that you just, I hear you saying, I just don't think I can go on much longer with this pain. Where, where are you at? J just tell me, because we want to just pray with you. And don't be, it's not a good time to be full of pride. So uh, just jump in on this. Okay, don't miss what God's doing. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. We agree with you. What's your first name? Karen. That'll work. And we thank you, Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for healing Karen today. Lord, it's your will. It's your will. It is your will that she's healed today. And we receive with her, we receive with her the power and the strength of Jesus Christ. And we thank you, Lord. And I don't know which one of you has trouble sleeping, but there's going to be such a presence of God. Is it you? We just receive that because the Holy Ghost is going to help you sleep. Hallelujah. 
And we just thank you, Lord, for delicious, satisfying sleep that when she wakes up in the morning, she will feel rested and whole and complete. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. We have the Holy Spirit in us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. I don't have more Holy Spirit than you do, but I'm determined to pay attention. I'm determined to let him move. My flesh is so loud like everyone else's. My flesh screams all the time, but the Holy Spirit's here 24-7. He doesn't come and go. He abides. And he wants to make us available to whoever has a need. There's another person that has so much pain in your shoulder. Uh, a lot of people probably, but there's a person that is, uh, you're just really suffering. I want you to raise your hand, whoever that is. You're just really suffering with shoulder pain. Just, just show, show me where you are. We'll, we'll just pray with you. Just so much shoulder pain. Jerry back here and Fred, we just receive with you. Thank you, Lord. Anyone else? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. There's somebody, I hear this a few years ago, it's like your child ran away from home. You haven't heard from this child for an for for extended period of time. I, I don't think you've heard from your child for like a couple of years at least. I hear the Holy Spirit saying, it's getting ready to happen. There's going to be a reconnection. And if that's you, if that pertains to you, say, Holy Ghost, I agree with you. And you, you think, well, and a lot of people do, well, probably maybe God's talking about somebody else. Oh, stop it. Stop it. And you're not going to bankrupt God. Just steal whatever's coming. You know, just, and, and uh, we, we, just, uh, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God, that this shoulder is well. Jerry's going to have to find something else to complain about. God, we thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the power of the Holy Ghost. We thank you, Lord, for doing it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What shoulders hurt you? This, the right one. The only thing that comes to me is you're not to play golf anymore. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, just kidding. That can't be the Lord. <laughs> <can't> <laughs> I don't believe it is. But Lord, we agree with Fred. We thank you. Lord, we thank you for working mightily and just, just taking this pain away in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, man, I see God using you. Your first name is? Kelly. I see God using you so much. I, what I'm saying, I see you, I'm seeing you pushing people in the river, just shoving people into the, the Holy Ghost stream of God. God's going to get, and you know, Kelly, God's going to fill your mouth with so many words, and, and, I, and it's just going to happen so easily, but you are going to be, uh, it's like you're being activated to just be right in the center. I just see you in the center of that flow, the river of God. Out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. And you are going to be guilty of pushing a whole lot of people right in the river of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. I'll tell you, we serve a generous God, a wonderful Holy Ghost. I want to pray for a couple that it seems like you're, you've been married right at 18 years. If I could just... Uh, pray with you a second. Who is that? Where is that couple? Been married right at, right at 18 years. Oh, over here. Oh, I was hoping it wasn't you guys, but uh, we just... Uh, uh, so I don't know why God does these things. When's your anniversary? 
the August. Lord, we thank you and praise you. God, we thank you for what you're doing in our brother and sister. Lord, we don't know what you're up to, but we know you're up to something good. And Lord, we just ask you to give them, just download the, the, the insight and that they'll be on track. And I, I just feel like you're in a season where God's going to make up time. He's going to multiply time. The favor is going to increase. And I hear the Holy Spirit say, you will not drag, digress anymore. You will not get off the path anymore. But you're gonna, you're, 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 God is hooking you in. And, and I feel everything about purpose and passion and perseverance that God is bringing forth in your life. And I, I just feel God's going to, this is the sentence that's in me, God's going to do a whole lot in a short time as you pursue Him, as you stay, and, and you both will be so much on the same page, hearing the same Holy Ghost, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. Thank you, Lord, for the momentum you're giving our brother and sister, oh God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, God. We thank you, God. I love the Holy Ghost. He's not even acknowledged in half the churches, three-fourths of the churches. But He's here on this earth to help us. The Bible says that Jesus ascended into heaven. It said the Lord right in front of the disciples ascended into heaven. But then... that says the disciples went out and preached with them. The Lord, the Lord, the Holy Spirit, working with them. He wants to work with us, every one of us. Even if you're strange, He'll work with you. He'll work with you. God's going to end this dry season. He's going to end this dry season. And the Holy Spirit is just adding... He's adding to you. He what has begun a good work in you. He's going to complete it. He's going to finish it. Don't unplug. Stay plugged in. Stay hooked in. God will give you the desires of your heart. God will not withhold. He will not withhold. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Feel good about you guys. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How's your back doing? Feels good. <laughs> I'll tell you, if I ever know God's healed somebody, you, you've been healed. Hallelujah. And you're going to sleep. Don't try it now, but when you get home, <laughs> you're going to sleep. Glory to God. Let's just take a minute. I want to pray. I want to just pray for somebody. I just feel this is the Lord, but I'm going to pray for somebody who's been diagnosed recently with something kind of bad, kind of bad news. I just feel that. I don't know what I'm hearing, but you've just been diagnosed with some bad news. Who, who are we speaking about? Now, it could be somebody in your family. I don't know, but there's a knowing. I just feel God's going to just cut it off. Hallelujah. Does that fit anybody? I love the people that come up afterwards, and it happens so much, but man, that is clear. A, who is it? I mean, it's just very strong in me. Might be your husband, your wife, your, one of your children. Somebody's been diagnosed with something that is yucky. 
God's going to cut it off. I'm glad you got such a healthy church here. But uh, I just feel this compassion. What did you have your hand raised for a while ago? Back pain. We receive with you. We just receive with you. We receive the strength. We receive that anointing. We receive that power flowing in our sister's back. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost, that it's, she's going to have such a good report of what you've done for her, oh God. Thank you, Lord. 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 Mm. Man, the Holy Ghost is real. Thank you, Lord. I feel the anointing. Glory to God. Just charge our sister, Lord. Just, just fill her up, oh God. Just get her good. Just get her good, oh God. Thank you, Lord. God's renewing your strength. Man, that is so true. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to God. My brother back here that's overdressed. I just wanted to um, uh, say, <laughs> pardon, <laughs> what's your name? Bob. Bob. Hey, what's your name? Michelle. Michelle. Lord, we thank you for Bob and Michelle. We bless their lives. And Lord, we just thank you. And, and I just feel God adding to you today. I feel him adding that ability to hear clearly from the Holy Spirit. And Lord, that there will be just a, uh, I, I hear that, I just feel God's going to streamline some things. I feel like your testimony over and over again will be, look what the Lord has done. Look how God took something hard and made it easy. And Bob, you're going to have unusual favor, just favor, favor, unusual favor. And people will say, how did this happen? Why did this happen? You, and all you can say is, well, it's just the favor of God. That's the only explanation I have. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. You know, I, both of you, God's going to saturate you with, with a knowing of his purpose. It's just going to saturate every fiber of your being. Purpose, purpose, purpose. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. I don't know why this morning, we got to get out of here, but I don't know why. I just feel such compassion for you today. What's your first name again? Fred. Fred. Lord, we, I just thank you for my brother. I thank you, Lord, for the Holy Ghost that is just empowering my brother, oh God. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. All I know is that God goes before you. That's the only thing. I, I don't know what I'm praying about, but I just feel the Holy Ghost doing, doing some injection in your life. But he goes before you. He goes before you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Wow. Um, on this row, I will, we'll stop here, but who has the neck? You have such issues with your neck, but you're on this row. Does that fit anyone here? Pretty sure it's this row. Does that fit anybody? Yeah, like, yeah. So. 
for several months. Okay, well, we'll, we'll just uh, agree with you. That's probably more about God wanting to bless you than worrying about your neck. But, um, Lord, we just pray for our stiff-necked brother, and we bless him today. Thank you, Lord. Your name is Paul. Lord, we thank you for Paul. Lord, we thank you for this family. We thank you for this household, oh God. Lord, we thank you for the investment you've made in them. We thank you, Lord, for the design you have for their lives, oh God. Lord, we thank you for the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. One, all I know is, is, is that I keep seeing the word diligence, but is that is, is you just are diligent in, in, your, in your pursuit of God. The one thing I, I know, that I know that I know, God's really going to reward that. So, Lord, we bless this family. We bless them. We bless them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Bless this family. Oh, man, I feel that anointing. I just feel that quickening of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Boy, you start feeling this compassion, this compassion of God. And um, whew, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's willing. So this morning, we're out of time. But I challenge you to throw away passivity and embrace passion. You can go through life and you'll, you'll go to heaven, but you'll miss three-fourths of what God had if you just say, well, went to church, did some praying, read the Bible. No, 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 no. I got hooked up. I got engaged. I got connected. I got plugged in with the heartbeat of God. So thank you, Jesus. Pastor, come and, and Pastor, come and, amen.